0: Even when you look at something like a WandaVision or a Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which were supposed to be such deep looks into the characters and kind of what they were going through and you had phenomenal acting around. It's like, how can you look at something like WandaVision and see Elizabeth Olsen's performance and say like, oh, that was something for a kid? <laughs> like, no yeah, because <laughs> you know she what I'm got married. Because, I mean, at the end, yeah. (laughs) At the end, I'll give it to you. Yeah, like, that was for the kids. Like, we had to have some fun. But even, like, as we're going through the story, it's just kind of like, no, like, this is the story of a woman and her grief and her family. And that is, like, someone writing that. And I'll say that WandaVision did it a little bit better than... Talking about comics, doing all that good stuff, having a good day. I am Keenan. How are you?
1: What up, y'all? I am LZ. LZ, how are you today? I'm good.
0: You know, I had a stress okay. last week. Um, I was about to say, you didn't seem too sure about that. I'm good.
1: I'm good <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't always good this week, but I'm I'm good now. <laughs> okay. no. all right, that's good. Did you, did you see any of those new announcements from Marvel that like with the Eternals uh, clip and stuff? Oh yeah, I did. I'm not gonna lie, that was good. They,
0: that was good. I think Marvel's slowly turning into like. Me too. I, I claim into one. <laughs> I am full fledged. I have no qualms against them. I'm ready to accept it. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I'm
1: excited for that movie. I feel like my most excited, anticipated movie for this next phase is Fantastic Four, obvious reasons. Um, but after that,
0: I'm really excited for that Eternals movie. I think that's going to be pretty good. No, I'm definitely excited for Eternals um, and Man of War. I'm only excited for Fantastic Four for Kang and Jonathan Majors. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I've got okay. that one for from- me. That he's makes a, sense. He's, yeah. he, he's got me there, but like uh, Eternal, Shang-Chi, Ant-Man and Wasp, a little Black Widow. I didn't know you were
1: excited for Ant-Man and Wasp.
0: It's <gasps> oh, my like shrink- third? I love Ant-Man. Growth.
1: Yeah, that makes
0: yeah, sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a secret fave, very okay. much secret. Um, especially Scott Lang. I don't really care for Hank. Yeah, nobody should. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I like Scott. I like Raz, the guy who's giant man now, the Goliath characters. Yeah, that, that, that's definitely my bag. I don't know why I really like that power. It's cool. It's, it's dangerous. also like rarely used. I feel like they don't have that many characters because I, mean, I feel like you know who's the giant person gonna fight? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. You know, they when only you, get- like like, the super-powered
1: people who can take them on. Yeah, it's like, you you can't take those giant people too many places, so. That's fair. For that. I did see, though, that they, Marvel, also announced um, the Trial of Magneto, and... Oh, yes! You're a Magneto like, it, It's like, in the comics, it's like, <laughs> I can never fully win.
2: <laughs> you know,
1: it's like, We'll give you a little something,
0: but we're also going to take something something away. Because was, the, what the hell has he done to be put on trial? So I have heard some rumors that people are saying they think he's going to do something crazy at the Hellfire Gala. Hell no. No. <laughs> no. This is just what the streets are saying. I don't know. I don't like that at all. But there's also another second group of people saying that the trial shouldn't be taken so literal that maybe he's like putting someone on trial or maybe like the trial doesn't mean like a case that he's like doing something to show his power or like that you
1: he's know? not a trial like a like a procedure but like a he's going through a trial of something yeah or, trial um, by fire or something like that yeah i mean his patience could be tested by everybody that's been invited <laughs> at at the mm-hmm. at the gala so i understand that but i really hope they aren't trying to turn him into some mustache twirling villain just for the sake of having that i believe that I, hickman would let that happen i was about to say
0: i don't think hickman's gonna let that happen he no wouldn't. he loved no. my getaway too much
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah yeah
1: same <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't let that happen i'd burn this bitch down <laughs> <laughs> comics are, uh, they something right now.
0: <laughs> they are. And speaking of, let's go ahead and get into those. The comics of the week. So um, the first up on my list. Oh, now, I'm not supposed to actually be kind of reading this. It's Heroes Reborn number one. Oh. Now, I know I said I was never going to read anything from Jason Aaron again. But this is a good book. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Every time. Every time. <laughs> Every time. You know? So, like, obviously, we have been transported to some alternate universe, the Avengers don't exist, and only one person remembers that they did exist, and that person is Blade. Oh, of course. Got you. (laughs) And so we kind of are like walking through with blade he is going through this world we're seeing all the avengers and like where they are so we see carol danvers we find out that she was never in her kree experiment so she is actually just like an air force pilot who's always getting in trouble because she doesn't do what anybody says um you see (laughs) right we see tony stark and he like never got the stuff in his chest so he never turned into iron man so he's just like a business guy steve rogers was never found basically the avengers never formed because steve rogers was never found that's like the how it all happens we actually find thor and like we see a thor who's just like getting drunk he doesn't have his hammer blade tries to remind him he's like you know you're the god of thunder you should do this and thor's like no you need to get away from me uh so that's really interesting he meets ghost rider it's just him going through but it's fun. We see the Squadron Supreme. Mm-hmm. They are the heroes of this universe. And who, if nobody knows them, they are basically Justice League clones for Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but like the book itself is very fun. We see things like Dr. Doom kind of, he has a juggernaut Doom bot that Ooh. he has fighting Hyperion. Yeah, it's just like, you know. I know we all love our good classic stories of comic books and like the heroes rising and like going through these trials and tribulations and like being dragged through the mud and all this stuff sometimes you just want to see some people punching a robot you know i love it (laughs) i love that that's and that's really all this is it's like pure comic book fun um so basically blade ends up going to find captain rogers in the ice that's where the issue is. We also see like Thor finally making some thunder. We think that Nighthawk, who's Batman, um, he also may possibly know that the universe is wrong and he might be the one to like help Blade and then find out who's doing this or whatever. It was fine. Ed McGinnis is on art. Huh. It's great. I okay. Have Heroes Okay. Gone. I might check it out later. We'll see. I don't think you are, but <laughs> <laughs> that's perfectly fine. It's always going to be available on Marvel Unlimited in three months, yeah. and then you can. Do it. So there's that. Um, I would rate this a three out of five. Okay, that's solid. Um, yeah, it's it's a solid book. The story is nothing new. I don't really think anything super world changing is going to happen. Obviously, until like after we come back, we'll probably have a new Avengers team or whatever. But for now, it's pretty straightforward book, but it's fun. Yeah. Um, Next up on our list is a new book for me. It's Strange Academy number 10. I have never picked up a single issue of Strange Academy. I cannot tell you who any of these characters are, what they do, what's going on. But I heard they were going to Asgard. So here I am. (laughs) (laughs) Once again, they get you. Once again, they get you. I'm very easy to please. It's a very specific taste, but it's very easy to please. So it's like, okay. So the premise of this book is like, I guess these are all the students of the Strange Academy. They're on a field trip going to Asgard. Um, I don't know who, I think they're all kids of like Marvel magicians and things like that, or villains and stuff. I don't know if they all are, but I know they've said a couple of them are. Two of the boys in this book are actually, we find out, they're the sons of, this is a spoiler, they're the sons of Enchantress. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I believe this is brand new. <laughs> um yeah so <laughs> i don't know are they like her like real kids <laughs> or like so, were they okay. so when they're on the bus going to asgard like there's this one boy he's being mean to this flaming head kid i think he might be the son of mefesto i don't know i could also just be making that up again i do not know who these children are um but he talks about how his dad is a villain and like they're kind of one of the boys, like kind of bullying him about it. He's like, You're going to be bad, just like your dad. So when they get to Asgard, he's like, We're going to see my family. We see his dad is a palace guard. And they're like, Well, what does your mom do? Because one girl's like, are your, are your dads like gods and goddesses? He's like, No, my dad's a palace guard and my mom is, but he gets cut off. He gets cut off. And later on, we see him kind of sneak away from the group. He goes into this prison who's tied up, Enchantress. And she's like, he's like, "Hey, mom," and it's like, "Oh." <laughs> so okay. I don't know. This, I don't know if this book is in continuity or what actually is going on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because that's a big bomb uh, drop. Yeah, so it's like, okay, she's got these two sons now, uh, and then the issue ends with them like leaving Asgard because like one of the girls she gets into a bar fight with some people there. And so everybody starts fighting, so they like send everybody away, so we don't really get any resolution into anything else after that. Other than like, oh, these are her kids. They kind of have this moment where she's like, you need to watch out for the flaming hair boy because if he's anything like his dad, he's gonna be trouble.
2: Hmm.
0: And yeah, the issue ends.
2: Hmm.
0: It's written by Scotty Young. Oh, okay. It has art from Humberto uh, Humberto Ramos. I'm honestly not the biggest Ramos fan. However, I will say it's very solid here. I think his style has grown a lot uh, compared to, like, what it would be. I always thought he was, like, best fit for a Spider-Man book. He's got, like, this kind of awkward joint thing that he does with his characters, and it really works for that. His people look a lot more like people here, Hmm. which is cool. Um, What'd you rate it?
1: A three out of five. That's still solid. I wonder if these kids are going to be legit hers, because she also has a kid in the future with Namor and the Captain Marvel book. Yeah. But like, that's just like I'm an alternate future. About- so like, um, I'm sure that's not ever going to come to fruition. Normally, when they do kids stuff like this, they're like, oh, this is a kid from a future or something. But this sounds yeah, like these no, are like I- hers. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was legit like she was like having a full conversation with them. she knew who they were and everything <laughs> she was like oh where's your brother and he was like oh i was trying to get him to come down here but he didn't want to he says he's like dr voodoo specifically told us that you were locked up that's how i knew to sneak down here and come see you hmm. yeah so she's got two kids she's a milf okay <laughs> of course <laughs> <laughs> um next up on the list is Noctara number three and this comes from uh, scott snyder and tony daniel now the second issue of this book didn't really grab me what i've come to realize is i don't think i like the main girl she's very angry she's like this is the one uh, <laughs> she's like very angry it's like it's like such a turn off like she's so <laughs> mean. um This is like the universe where the world, the sky has gone black. So in the second issue, we find out there's this old guy. He says there's apparently a way to bring the sun back. Someone is chasing after him. We find out he's lying about bringing the sun back, but there's still a way to possibly get through the darkness to go somewhere else. We get a little bit more backstory on the villain of the book. His name is Blacktop Bill. He's like the shadow creature, and he is apparently an experiment of the old guy and like whoever his scientist friends are. And he's coming to get them because he looks the way he does, and it's their fault. So he like shoots a spear through the guy's gut, and he like puts him on this car. And so humans who are exposed to the darkness end up becoming like shades, okay. and they want to and they want to kill people. And so he's like, I am going to let you turn into a shade because i want you to go and kill your granddaughter it's very dark it's yes. very dark
1: yes okay.
0: um And then the main girl who's supposed to be, like, the hero of this story, she's just got, like, a really bad attitude. She talks about how she used to be blind because of cataracts. Then she got her eyesight back. But then the world went dark again. But she's only ever seen the darkness as the real world. She talks about when she was in the orphanage, the kids used to beat her up. The nuns were really mean to her. So she, like, hates everybody. Her only source of happiness is her, like, adopted brother. And by the end of the issue, he's turned into a human shade. (laughs) Well, damn! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she just like really can't take catch a break. Um, I will say it's kind of exciting. Okay. Like, okay. there's a lot of ac- Like, there's a lot of action in the book. Like, there's this big high-speed chase that they kind of go through. They're like shooting guns. They have all these like neon weapons and bombs to like fight the creatures of the dark. And it's you're kind of like, oh yeah, like this is going. But everyone's just like. Really depressed or like really upset. Then the new girl, the granddaughter who's in the book, she's supposed to be like the new beacon of hope because she talks about how she was born in the world when it was nothing but darkness. And so she has a belief in the sun and like she really hopes that we can get rid of the darkness and she wants to go to this place so they can find this guy who can like fix everything. She's the ray of light. Oh, the ray of light. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> Um, you know, um. Again another solid book it's, it's exciting though I think if you're a fan of these type of stories you should definitely pick it up And um, another 3 out of 5 Another solid book okay, I do think with it. that uh, I think I'm going to see it So this is my thing you know it's an indie book And so the way that they kind of work mm-hmm. It's not really always in arcs And so I don't really know how long This is supposed to last Um, I don't honestly think this is something I'm going to stay with long term but I'm interested in it right now. Okay. If that is so, we got that going for us. That's a fair review. Yeah. Um,. <laughs> book is something i will be sticking with long term okay <laughs> the swamp thing number three <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> i've never get well it's only 10 issues so whatever <laughs> i can't do anything <laughs> about it but if it if this, i think the swamp thing is now becoming a book like a mortal hulk for me if it wanted to go on for 100 issues i would read it for 100 issues okay. all right And I just want that to be said. Ranvi and Mike Perkins are on this book. We are dealing with the new avatar of the green. His name is Levy. Um, He's kind of just dealing with, like, finding out himself and who he is and, like, what's going on. He has this girl who's trying to help him figure out how he's transforming into Swamp Thing. And she actually gets sucked into the green. And so he goes in there to find her. We see Poison Ivy in there. And she's telling him, like... Something is poisoning the green. Something's trying to destroy the world. You kind of need to, like, deal with it. But also, don't mess with me. <laughs> <laughs> you got to love Poison like, Ivy. Yeah, like, she's just like, let me do what I'm doing. But you need to go handle whatever the business you have. Like, you're clinging on to your humanity. And you need to, like, let it go. Um, by the end of the issue, he actually runs into a previous avatar of the green, Alec Holland, who has been one of the previous yeah. Swamp Things. Okay. Um, that's really the gist of the issue this one is re- really just the exploration into Levy and like his mind and like we get to see the green a little bit more and like kind of see that something is wrong and there's a reason why he's been the one to get called to this and be the new Swamp Thing but it's just so good Brand V is so good he is good like I, I haven't read anything bad from him yet I don't I don't I don't I don't I don't think I'm going to you can do about it I mean when you're hot hot. (laughs) when you're hot you're hot this is a five out of five for me oh wow yeah like I I'm really upset this book is only 10 issues wow okay it's it's moving it's got to get him on some more stuff then if they've got him for this one thing so he's doing this he's writing Catwoman right I know he has like an indie book out right now, um, the Mini deaths of Layla Starr. Mm. But I really would like to. I mean, Swamp Thing is a high profile character to me, but I would like to see them move him to a little bit more high profile character. Yeah, Cause I think he'd be great for it. I, I would love to see him on like a Teen Titans, Ooh. or um maybe even like a Doctor Fate. I mean, he wrote he wrote some Doctor Fate stuff in uh, Justice League Dark. But, like, a Doctor Fate solo and kind of just, like, really, like, doing that, carving that side out. He's great. Fantastic. Pick it up. Okay. All right. And and next up on our list is, oh, so I actually did read this, and I kind of forgot it came out, and I'm upset because I did want to read it. But it's X-Men Curses the Man Thing, number one. You read this yes i did which is shocking right because like <laughs> um considering <laughs> none of my favorites in this book <laughs> i was about to say there is like no one who you like well no you like magic the character
1: not, I, the, yes. I, yes. Yes. not the yes mm-hmm. nothing uh iliana um and this was written by steve orlando and art by andrea brocardo and the art was was good and okay. um, I, I, yeah, I thought the art was good. And the writing wasn't bad. It's just I don't think I cared. <laughs> I also <laughs> was really confused on what was going on. Um, so, and maybe that is maybe a testament to the writing, but I wasn't aware that this was an ongoing kind of thing. I thought that this Curse I, of the Man I thing. I thought it was
0: a mini series.
1: Right. I thought that this was going to be a mini series of its own. But this opened as chapter seven. So I think that it was connecting to other, like, mini before. Oh, so
0: you got to read, like, all the Curse of the Man things, possibly. Oh, who wants to do that? Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> so I thought that this
1: was just going to be, like, a, a Man-Thing X-Men, like, team up or whatever. But the other Curse of the Man Thing, I think, also included a previous story. So I was a little lost on oh. uh, on that. So then I figured, okay. you know what? Maybe then, at least if I'm getting dropped in the middle of this, I can still kind of figure out exactly what's going on. That was not yeah. the case. Oh, okay. <laughs> maybe I'm, maybe I'm dumb, <laughs> or maybe it just was not written in a way where you could really pick up exactly what was happening. And supposedly, there's like um, someone called the Harrower. She mm. like has been uh, like using Earth's fear and like released it as gas and then like that has created these like monsters that everybody's been fighting all around the world and the Mm -hmm. heroes are trying to erase the fear by defeating these like creatures and then that will make people like see that they are heroes and like calm their fear so then that she is less powerful or something and then like she is Swamp Thing, I guess in the previous run, I don't know what happened because I haven't read it, but I guess in the previous Curse of the Man Thing, Man Thing, yes, we
0: that's a Swamp Thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: I mean, they're kind of Th- the same person. We get it, <laughs>
1: right? Um, Man Thing like does some kind of spell to summon the ruler of Limbo and okay. summons magic. So, and that's. Because I guess the last time that he actually got cursed with whatever was going on with him, it was Belasco. And that was who he thought he was mm-hmm. going to be summoning. But no, it was Magic. <laughs> so Magic shows up. And that is how the X-Men ended up getting tied into all of this. She brings yeah. her Dark Riders as a team Man. that she kind of brings together with. She said that they can get to cut loose. And it's like Shark Girl. Um, Mero is in it. Who oh, I was. hate Mero. Yeah. And again, I did not like her in this <laughs> because I found her annoying. But I think okay. that, that like her voice in this, I think was right. Like she felt like she felt like the mirror I've read in in previous stuff before, so it Ooh, wasn't she... like completely out of character. Okay, okay. I just don't like her. <laughs> so um, <laughs> yeah, it was it was an interesting read. I would give it probably the art was really good. I was just lost because. People would just kind of show up and there was magic stuff going on. And I was like, I don't know who any of these people are. And like the flow of it didn't, wasn't that great. So I would give it like a 2.5 out of five. Okay. Um, the X-Men showing up carried this book. There was a moment where the, so because all this stuff is happening like globally, it's hmm. also affecting like the, um, like the ecosystem but it hasn't affected Krakoa at all. Um, I guess when the gas and all that stuff got to Krakoa, Krakoa itself like already eradicated it. So all of them are fine. So we, there is it. a moment where the council of the X-Men are having like a meeting about it. And, mm-hmm. you know, of course, the summer section of Storm you know, Nightcrawler, and it would have been Jean, but she's missing here because, you know, she quit. Um, yeah. They are like, you know, we should be trying to help out out there, while Magneto is like, this is not our problem. Yeah, <laughs> everybody, everybody can crawl, it's fine. Exodus has a moment where he says, like, we've tolerated um, humanity, we gave them gifts of everything, so like...
0: Why do we do have you? to keep solving all their
1: problems? <laughs> right, right. So, that. like, that part was cool, but, yeah, as a whole, it was just
0: I would really love to see more of the council on a regular basis. I wish there was a council book. I would love that. Would that. Be really nice. that would be I really, really
1: nice. How long is probably how I would finally get Exodus in a book.
0: Yeah, because don't know why one him on the team. <laughs> I know! <laughs> <laughs> maybe trying to play my boy. <laughs> okay. So you said 2.5. Well, I mean, if I had good art, maybe I'd read it on Marvel Unlimited. Check it out on Marvel Unlimited for sure when all that happens um okay well that's cool well keep right on in the x books next up we've got marauders number 20 that's mr jerry duggan stefano caselli this was storm's going away issue she's no longer a part of the
1: marauders and you know i wasn't supposed to be reading this one because i dropped it last time Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. i knew that this one was supposed to be a storm issue and i was one i was interested to see what they were going to be doing with her so i did go back and get the previous 19 issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and read. I read that one, which you're right, it was pretty good because <laughs> they Emma wasn't it. like Emma, <laughs> Emma wasn't. <there."> <laughs> <laughs> when, it comes, when it comes away from like her girl boss moments with the Hellfire Club, then yeah. it's actually pretty good. Um, I will say that this storm issue, though, although it was great to see everybody has a storm story, mm-hmm. it kind of highlights the things that I have really noticed with Storm and why I it's not that I like her less I just like a lot more characters more and Storm for me she might be like how I feel about Wonder Woman where I think I just like seeing her fight I think oh. I really just like seeing Storm like use her powers and be the leader and fight but mm. the reading this story kind of highlighted that they,
0: for me like there's not a lot there because she's she's perfect yeah no, and I think I think that's a pretty valid criticism about Storm in general. I think she's one of those characters where I saw a tweet about it the other day. Somebody was like, you know, a big problem surrounds her is that no one ever wants to see anything happen to her. Like, exactly. you know, so she's kind of become this like just paragon of like perfection. Who she beats every foe. She is unstoppable. Like she's always right. She makes the best decisions. Like she is great. And it's like, okay, that's cool. And that's like, what else? that's why i will say i am hopeful (laughs) that with this going away issue we kind of get to see what else i think again i've said it ad nauseum before it's like we love our heroes but we have to see them fail to make the stories actually like a little bit more satisfying and it's like it's been so long since we've seen storm really fail at anything or like be in a situation that she couldn't handle and it's great to read yeah (laughs) <laughs> I said <it. laughs> uh, um, but nonetheless <laughs> i will say i think that this issue for me highlighted just kind of the issue with the team structure as a whole like like you said we were getting a lot of those moments of like storm doing these missions of like the hellfire stuff uh, and we saw it kind of move away from a lot of those hellfire politics and it was like really enjoyable but at the same time it was like i barely felt her presence in this book really Mm -hmm. outside of like those cool moments so it didn't really feel satisfying even with pyro i know that pyro has been a member of this team since the very beginning but every time i read his page i'm like when did he get in this book every line of dialogue I ever read of him, I'm just like, oh, I completely forgot that Pyro was here. And so it's just like, it's so strange to me that they're having these quote-unquote moments, but they don't really, like, feel memorable in any type of way. But, um, we'll see how it goes moving forward. I know that Jerry's doing Planet Size X-Men. Is he still doing Marauders too? I don't know.
1: That's a good question. I don't think this book was canceled or if it's done now or something, so I think it's still going.
2: I
0: don't Um, know. I don't know we'll see we'll see how it changes i will say that though i hope iceman leaves too <laughs> yeah i would love for bishop to do something i love him and and it's time for it's time for iceman to do something in, Michelle. i will say yeah. i mean it's i think it's interesting to see like kind of who enjoys the book and who doesn't you know the people who are really like getting their life to the hellfire politics versus the people who really just want to see them kind of like going around and like saving people on the ship and thing like that um I wish there was a little bit more of a balance of that. I think we've been getting a lot more of it these last few issues, which is like why it's been a little bit more enjoyable than it usually is. But again, even at the end of this issue, we kind of see Emma and Shaw talking about Lord Chantel, who was like Shaw's girlfriend who died however long ago and like trying to find a way to bring her back. And it's just like, okay, we're going back to the hellfire politics. So it's like, again, and unfortunately for me, that's just not the part that I really want to read about. Though Lord's is kind of given, so I might check it out. Lourdes was given on that cover. I'm not gonna lie. She, she looked good. Like she mm-hmm. looked good. Yeah. And we know I love So. And,
1: um, I okay. Now I might be kind of into it because there's no way that <laughs> Lourdes doesn't have something to say to Emma about her beating up her man. Okay.
0: <laughs> like they, they know how to keep you they know how to keep you kind of
1: yeah there's they, still some messiness that. there that'll keep you kind of excited but as far as my favorite kind of
0: characters in it
1: like they don't do anything <laughs> they just kind of are dressed and, and i think
0: but i mean i honestly i honestly like truth be told i think that is a problem that a lot of the x books have across the line is that we kind of focus on just like one character instead of the entire cast and i get it you know in ensemble books everyone has to kind of take their time to ebb and flow for the story arcs and like, we can, we can have an Iceman arc and we can have a Bishop arc and we can have a Kitty arc or whatever, whatever. I think in a lot of the books, it's just been like those two characters having the arcs though. Yeah. And it's like, I get it. But also, let's fix it. That's not what I was <laughs>
1: told when you launched the book. <laughs> you launched the book with a team. I want to see the
0: team. <laughs> um, So what would you write this? 3.5 out of five okay bishop and storm look great too actually no yeah, yeah 3.5 out of five just because like it was like, like i said i think it was very well written i think the story was great but it just highlighted a lot of the things that i have been dissatisfied with in the like book as a whole and it just kind of took it down for me so it's like i couldn't be fully satisfied by any of these storm moments because it's like well what has she been doing the whole time exactly that's kind of why I give it a three out of five.
1: Same kind of reasoning where it's this didn't hit because you're trying to give Storm this send off and everyone is talking about, oh, my gosh, we've had these great moments with you. But they're just these memories that they're recounting. Like, we haven't seen Storm do any of this <laughs> stuff or anything like it in the entire book. She's just been flying in about around throwing a lightning bolt or she'll show up just to say she's got other stuff to do and she leaves. Yeah.
0: Even, like, the moment with the, the knives. It was like, oh, how many knives did she have? Like, yeah, it's a cool moment. It's, like, fun. But it's just like, okay. Right. I don't care about this. <laughs> I don't care about how many knives she got her. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it's just like, and, then kinda, and then I'm kind of... And then I'm kind of like, I'm like, girl, why you got all these knives anyway? Like, what's going on? She gives, though. That's my girl. <laughs> I mean, it's at the end of the day, it's still Storm. So, like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can you what she's doing. That's my it. girl. Uh, so, yeah, that's Marauders. I'm still, you know, next month is the gala. All the issues are the gala next month. So, I'm really interested to see where everything goes after that. Yeah, what yeah, happens with this team? So. Even the books on the week. I'll check them out. Yeah. All right. And our final book of the week Hellions number 10. And this comes from Zeb Wells and Steven Segovia. And this is the, like, final issue of the Mastermind... I mean, not Mastermind... Well, Mastermind's in it, too, but Arcade. Yes. (laughs) The superior villain. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The team kind of finally breaks out of Mastermind's Illusions, they stop Arcade, and they get to go. I will say that this issue is, like, highlighting for me that this book is excellent. It -hmm. is so well-written. It has great humor. I think Wells' Sinister is, like, perfect.
1: Fantastic.
0: Anytime you feel like he's being, like, too silly, like, he does something and he reminds you, no, I'm a crazy madman. I am the evil scientist. I will kill you. This <laughs> is still, no pun intended, sinister, even when he's funny. Okay. <laughs> and so, like, that is great. I will also say, though, that it has highlighted for me that Uh-oh. I do not think I will be continuing with this book. Oh. Uh, and she's jumping off the train. Okay. She's jumping off the train. And it's only because my brand is not represented here. I no. think uh, I think all of the characters, what they're going through is, again, extremely well-written. It makes sense. It fits. I just personally don't care about anyone on this team. Hey, there's kind of too many men on here. Like... <laughs> good point. We Very need to, point. like, chop it down. Like, there's just, like, a few too many men. Um, But, like, when I read Grey Crow, I kind of feel like I'm reading... A Wolverine story that I've already read a hundred times. Um, I don't like Wild Child. I don't really care about Havoc. I don't really like Orphan Maker. And I think the most exciting person in the book outside of Sinister is Psylocke 2. And I was kind of invested in this book for her, honestly, to see how her story t- tied with Betsy, obviously. Um, and... Everybody knows I'm a Betsy fan. I've been a Betsy fan since I started reading comics. Betsy has been Asian since I started reading comics. I have been dealing with Betsy and Quanon discourse my entire life, (laughs) 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 okay? Like, I have been dealing with this my entire life. And so when they finally separated, I was always kind of ready to see that loop be closed of like, how do we finally separate these two characters and make them feel like their own? I felt it was time for Betsy to do that because obviously she wasn't in her right body. And I think Quan and that's her own character deserved to be her own character. Um, now that I feel like I've gotten to this issue, Quan finally feels like her own character away from Betsy. We see her dealing with going through the illusion where she kills a bunch of them throughout all the years we've seen her in Excalibur kind of make her peace with Betsy when she first came to the island in Fallen Angels she was in a place of like anger and she was upset so she made this deal with Sinister but now here in Hellions we've seen her grow and like come to care about her team and come to care about the people on it and she's kind of finally starting to find happiness again and realizing that oh Krakoa actually can be a paradise if I let it be and she made a deal with Sinister, and so it's like here she is being complicit in all of these bad things, and everything that she's kind of come to find joy in can all come crashing down. And I think that's like very exciting for her. I just don't think it's what I want to read about anymore. <laughs>
1: right, especially I already did that.
0: Yeah, like so. The, you, okay, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about it. No, no, you and I have like talked about my. I guess like triangle of characters that I like. Yes. Yes. And um, we've got like the magic kind of horror vibes going on. We've got the fun girl, sometimes a fun guy. We won't got too many fun guys, but they exist every now and again. And then like at the top there's like that hero archetype, but it's not like mm-hmm. the altruistic hero. No, it's no. more of the epic hero. Like they're kinda like aspiring to Wait, do to they're kind of it. like aspiring to do these things. They like have a lot of big adventure. Um you kind of know that, like, at the end of the day, like, no matter what they do, they're going to help people. They might not always do it in, like, the best terms, but they're going to help people. Quanin is a hero, but she falls into the tragic hero for me. Yes. Yeah. Um. And unfortunately, the tragic hero is just, like, like you said, I kind of already, like, went through that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and so, um, I think now when I look at Quanan, it's like, oh, okay, like, Again, you're your own character, you're doing your own thing, but the thing you're doing is just not something I'm invested in anymore. Um, And that's how I feel about every character in this book.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Totally fair, uh, because I, I can agree with you as far as what your assessment is of Psylocke, and I do think that that probably just comes with the name. I don't know if that is something that comes with the name, or just... That is what a Quanon's arc has been now has been the I was angry, but now I'm like this the tragic hero because I made this deal with Sinister that could just be her story. Um so I understand completely what you're saying. I feel like I keep reading this just because the writing is really good. Yeah. Like none That's of sure. again, kind of like what you said with your like triangle of characters, mine is not here <laughs> <You know? laughs> at all. Um, there's no like energy manipulator telekinetic <laughs> character, you know. Um, there's nobody, and with you would think that I could maybe like Quanon because of I do like Electra, but Electra mm. actually falls more into the, the kind of character that I prefer, which is they know who they are, they just aren't really sure exactly where they belong. Yeah, Quanon to me is still kind of find, finding herself and like. Her footing you know whereas she's she i feel like she doesn't even really like comfortable still with like you know being
0: a killer (laughs) electra has no problem (laughs) (laughs) she's she's actually like that's my first decision (laughs) (laughs) like that's my like killing you is my first choice actually yeah
1: she knows who she is she's just trying to figure out exactly where she fits um but although none of my like Motifs are here. I I do like the writing. It's pretty good. That's sinister. The writing is great. The sinister great. is amazing. Um, I hope we get a, a bigger, not necessarily a bigger roster, but a different roster. There are a lot of new villains that could be reformed. I expect again, Psylocke I mean, to I mean, stay and Havoc to probably stay, but the rest could probably go.
0: Uh, and I, again, I think that's my thing. I think there are just too many men on here. Like, yeah. where is where is Fantasia? Where is Sienna Blaze? Where is Unicron? You know.
1: Well, I mean, they.
0: Cyan I wouldn't necessarily uh, say was like a villain, right? She was an acolyte. She can, she can do it. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> you know, any of the acolytes. Um, but get But, again, but that, that's just my personal taste. That's just me. Everyone knows I have very specific tastes. Okay. Um. And I think the book is good, and it's one that I will continue to read. And I guess maybe that's what I should say. It's not that I want to drop it and, like, never read it again. I'll continue to read it on Marvel Unlimited. It's okay.
1: just not something
0: It's just not something that I feel like I need to pay for every month when I don't really, like, yeah. Like, I can see a review thread or see what people say on Twitter every now and again, and then when it hits, I can read it for myself at a later time. And I can spend my however much this comic book is on something else that I want to read. Yeah.
1: Well, um, the gala is coming up next, and oh, so I do have to pick
0: up the gala issue.
1: I saw Exodus on the cover, so that means I'm in. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm picking up every I'm picking up every X book for the gala. Yeah. So I don't miss any of that. Um, but that we probably I have be no ready. idea what's even going to happen at the gala. Or what is he uh...
1: talking about?
0: They're going to unveil, you know, I think the first three issues or so are probably going to be a lot of people arriving. Mm. And just kind of like seeing the ins and outs of that and how they get through. Uh, obviously, I think in the X-Force issue, it's going to be Wolverine versus Deadpool because Deadpool is trying to sneak in. Yeah. So we'll see that. I don't really think too much of the gala will probably starting to like the fourth or fifth issue. We'll get the team. Maybe Magneto might do something that drives everybody crazy, which will eventually lead to his trial. If <laughs> they, I don't know to tell you. <laughs> it's just like, it's like, what did I do? <laughs>
1: what did I do? I I had to have done something to somebody for them to keep doing these to my face, but we'll see. I'll be definitely be checking it out. Yeah,
0: it's gonna be good. We'll see. We'll Maybe. see. I
1: don't know if I'll agree with that. We'll see.
0: <laughs> I love, um, but Helios is there. I give this. Um, I will actually give this a five too. Ooh, yeah okay i think it's i think the way that he ties the plot lines together mm-hmm. makes it work you feel again we've been talking about the writing the entire time the writing is spectacular you feel mm-hmm. the emotions from the characters you get it. it's just, it's just again like even quana she's great but i've just been dealing with Quanta and bessie it's like how you feel about gene and the phoenix and how you kind of like just need a oh, couple never years again. <laughs> no not a couple <laughs> years never again <laughs> no, I just um, I just need a break from the doll she's great but it's just like yeah. I just need a break and then I need the rest of the cast to change too because I don't want to read about them either. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully that changes we'll see um, unless Fantasia joins in like the next issue then they've got me
1: You always end up getting what you want, so maybe it is gonna happen. I I think it's
0: you know, I I, I try and put out a lot of positive energy. Mm. I truly, I truly (laughs) do. I I, I think that helps. (laughs) (laughs) I I think that I think that's the dream that that keeps me going. (laughs) But um those were the comics this week. Let's go ahead, let's take a break.
1: All right, everybody, welcome back (laughs) to another relaunch. This time we're going to have a panel. And let's talk about something that I'm sure some of us have heard. And that is, it's for kids. Now, Mm. what I mean is, I'm sure people have heard the entire genre, basically, of superheroes and all this other kind of like sci-fi stuff is, oh, it's for kids. Um, And... I feel as though that has kind of really evolved, and I wanted to just have a, like a discussion about that. Have you had lots of like you know experiences with people calling this stuff stuff for kids?
0: I mean, yeah. I mean, especially when I was younger, I'll never actually forget when I was younger. I was on the train, and I had one of my comic books, and I'm reading it, and this woman's next to me. She's like, "Oh, are you having fun with your cartoons?" And I just looked at her. <laughs> <laughs> like I was like, "Rich." I was like, "It's a graphic novel." thank you that's Um, right (laughs) but uh yeah i think it's something they see pictures and they see like the colors and things like that and they feel like oh this is something that kids kind of go to and i think a lot of people don't realize that comic books are a legitimate form of writing and like these a lot of these people have like uh degrees in literature and things like that and or they just know how to do it and it tells a story and it gets it out there and i think they can be for kids but they're not necessarily for kids i think it's one of those things that you kind of have to monitor like you do with anything else just the way parents let their um kids listen to certain artists or music or things like that you kind of got to do the same thing with your comic books some of them you're going to get a little bit more mature. you can get uh a hellions which on the surface seems very like lighthearted and fun but then again when you kind of get into the nitty-gritty of the story and what's going on you realize there are a lot of darker themes that's going on or you could read something like i don't know if you ever read um the patsy walker hellcat book it was by kate leth and had art from Brittany williams that was an all-ages comic book okay and uh that because of just how the story is geared and you you can always feel the difference or even something like um a moon girl and devil dinosaur mm-hmm. like yes that is going to be a kid's comic book like that's something that's all ages what they're going to go for but i'm also not going to let maybe like my six-year-old read immortal hulk do you feel like that's just cons- like the concepts are too grand or whatever and it's too adult <laughs> Yeah, I, th- I mean, I don't necessarily say too adult, but I do think that uh, some of the concepts might pass them by. I mean, even the Mortal Hulk, it actually could just be that it is too adult. Like, they talk about a lot of things like death and um, suicide and depression, and not everybody wants their kids to read something like that so early on. Or they want to be the ones to explain it to them first before they start to get it from other places. So, again, that's why I say it's kind of like music. You just got to monitor what you're doing. Or what they're doing or if they're young enough that you're introducing it to them when they are kids is this something that actually is for a kid
1: now do you feel like every character has to be accessible to kids because i feel like sometimes like most of my faves are not (laughs) i think that um, most of my favorite characters are adults and um make adult decisions in their life so like they aren't necessarily for younger kids but i don't know i don't think they have to be you know, do you think that there have to be certain characters that are for kids, or does everybody have to be
0: like for kids? I don't. I don't necessarily think that they have to be. I do like that there are imprints where they can be, though, mm. um, because I think there are some characters who have like really great stories that seem a little bit more adult because they deal with things with, like drug sex and stuff like that but again do i want like my five-year-old brother reading that no so i love that like i can maybe go to a marvel section and they have created like an almost alternate unit what it pretty much is like an alternate version of this character that is accessible for him so it's like okay you can kind of still get a little bit of what i experienced or like what i read um but at a more appropriate level Mm.
1: what exactly would does something mean it's, like, for kids, you know? Like, when people call something and say, oh, that's for kids, why Why do you think that they say that, A, for comics or, like, superheroes think, in general,
0: or why do you think that they say that about certain characters? I think because there's more so of a <laughs> theme that you're trying to convey. I, I think about myself, and, like, again, I've read comic books for a very long time since I was very young, and I've often spoke about how comics actually helped shape a lot of my morality and, like, my ethics in life. You know, I would see these heroes kind of going through these things and the way they made these decisions and how it happened. And, like, as I started to get into real life, I realized that, you know, while it's fake in a lot of ways, a lot of the stuff is real. And a lot of, like, the pressures that you feel that you go through, that's going to do that. And so you really want to get that. And I feel like with kids, you still want to get that same type of thing to help shape them in a way but at the same time you don't want it to be you don't want them to see that's because it's maybe like moon nights getting drunk and slapping his girlfriend mm. and he's like on piss. instead he might do it because like we just see him stopping a bad guy and he has to deal with like the morality of how he does it Yeah, that's how i see it you just take away a lot of like sex and drugs <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean that's not always the great. <laughs> uh, I feel like I feel like something can be for kids when you, um, I guess, kind of like what you said, where you kind of de-age it, I guess, by taking away the sex and drugs and stuff and make it more about the the triumph for them. But I I don't think that everything has to be geared towards kids, specifically this genre. I feel like so often. Um, It gets dismissed because it's in fantasy or whatever. Like, look at the way it's awarded, you know, like, I don't think I'm not trying to say that, you know, Infinity War was on the same level as some of the Oscar nominated movies or whatever. But at the same time, I don't think that it's fair to say that it shouldn't be acknowledged for what it does bring to the table Because it's based off of like superhero content or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think that that's fair to say. And I feel like a lot of times this stuff gets dismissed because it's quote unquote for kids.
0: Yeah. I think, I mean, I think that's just kind of something that the superhero genre as a whole is going to always have to face because there are plenty of other properties that have been awarded that are actually based on comic books. You know what I'm saying? And it's like people don't. And, and and people don't realize, it. and I think that's the thing. I think that's what people get in their mind. They see comic book, or they hear comic book, or they think of comic book, and they think of superheroes, and they think of the Avengers, and Superman, and Batman, and stuff like that. And it's like, no, there are literally comic books about everything. There's, I used to read a comic book about fencing. It was just <laughs> that's kind of cool. It, it, it was, it, it's literally called Fence. It was like, it was literally about like a school of kids like who um were just, like, learning how to be, fe- like, fencing professionals and, like, the stuff they went through with that. It was, like, one of the best things I have read. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what I'm saying? Like, something like Gossip Girl was a comic book. You know what I'm saying? I or did, a I graphic novel. Yeah. Like, the, like a lot of these things exist in those mediums, and but they're legitimate forms of writing. Again, people just don't know it because superheroes are popular. Mm. Which is, like, I get it um but i think that's just something they're always going to have to face
1: that's unfortunate because i feel like they should be just as revered as other content <laughs> you know just uh yeah
0: absolutely and it's 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 inter- and it's it's like strictly for me just the art portion of it mm. any these same people will write like think about when the x-men movies came out and they would just write uh an x-men novel to go alongside the movie yeah. You add some pictures to it, it's just a comic book again. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. But like people would eat the novel up. But like the novel was like getting rave reviews and like everybody was like, oh, like put it on this uh, list and it's top in this chart. And it's just like you just, you just read the comic book. That's like that's it. But but the, I think that's also why I love it. I'm I'm a visual person anyway.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But it's such an it not only is it a showcase to show someone's writing, but it's such a great artist showcase as well. And like everybody knows the artists at the backbone of the industry. You know what I'm saying? You obviously don't have a comic book without an artist. And I think it's such a great way to kind of like showcase them and put them at the forefront. I wish that artists were awarded a lot more. Drawing is a skill that I wish I had every day. Same. And people always tell me, they're like, oh yeah, you can just draw and like, you'll get better at it. But I'm like, no. I can't. <laughs> I've <tried. laughs> like I've tried. I've tried drawing a picture of a flower multiple times. It never looks good. <laughs> what does, does it not give me? And I don't know. Not a flower. I can tell you that much. <laughs> but it, but it's just like, but it, but it's like the people but I think you look at people who can't draw and I'm just like yes, like yeah. yes. I can never do that. Like that's I mean, Even the even artists who I don't really care for, I say all the time, like it's still better than anything I would do. Yeah, same. Like it's a, like, it's a skill. It's great. Um, but I and I think that's kind of what it has to go towards. You kind of gotta like legitimize the artists a little bit more, and really say that like, yes, it may look cartoony, it may look whatever, but it's like no, they are like painting pictures for you. Like they're making some really beautiful things out here. And then it's going along with this amazing writing and these amazing stories. Like, how can you not enjoy it? It's yeah. a movie and a book. Yeah,
1: I agree. It is a legitimate art form, and like, it should be recognized as like a media instead of something that is just for kids because it's bright, I guess, or I think it's always been mm-hmm. traditionally marketed towards kids because yeah, um, they you get the kids into it, then the parents will go and and buy it. But I feel like that, mm-hmm. in my opinion now, is is kind of backwards thinking, because mm-hmm. back then, of course, they were doing that um, because comics were literally just a new thing, you know, like new yeah. like, thing. But now um, so many people who are like over the age of 21 read comic books now. And mm-hmm. like, uh, why wouldn't you market them towards the people who got
0: money? <laughs> like, I think I mean, I definitely that's, that's you marketed where the adults are. I mean, yeah, but I think the the marketing again, like having some type of imprint to market towards the kids that you can put in like book fairs and like scholastics to like get them into it and start that because because I think that's a big thing that comes along with a lot of people in comic books like so many people might want to get in it because they saw the movie or thing. But you look at a comic book and you see 80 years of history for this one character. And you don't know where to start and you don't know what to do or you don't know how to get into it. So it feels very overwhelming. At least if you were somewhat into it as a kid, again the stories might not be completely accurate, but like you have some type of familiarity with what's going on or who this person is that helps you like stay with it a little bit more. Mm. And can branch off into other things. So I think that's always gonna be something that should be done. Like even if comic books themselves don't aren't for the kids, like there should still be a section that markets to them you want that demographic at the long run i mean that's how we got into it yeah i agree i mean and
1: still though i think today more so um with animation like mm-hmm. there is a lot of stuff out there for people and not not even just superhero animation like anime and stuff for people yeah. to consume but i feel like even that it still gets dismissed as something that's just for kids because it's People think of animation and they think of cartoons, which Mm -hmm. are supposed to be marketed towards kids. But I don't think that that's Mm -hmm. fair to say um, when the themes and stuff that are going on in them are just as deep as anything else that would be out there. I think it's a legitimate form of like content instead Mm -hmm. of something that is only for kids. But that doesn't mean that everything has to be not for kids, you know. Um, the kids gotta have something <laughs> Kids gotta have stuff too I guess <laughs> You know <laughs>
0: It's not like I'm trying to come in and take all your toys away <laughs> They gotta have something Um, No I mean I get it. I, it It can get a little frustrating at times Because there are so many things that you really want to see succeed Like there's no reason that you know some of those superhero movies couldn't be nominated for awards or like get to do these things um and it shouldn't have to be because it's like a joker and you stripped it back to this like very raw visceral nitty gritty type of thing like is okay for this to be bright and pretty and fantastic and fantastical and just kind of like still win because again all the stories are fake anyway. Well, most of the stories are fake, anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, and uh, even when you look at something like a WandaVision or a Falcon in the Winter Soldier, which were supposed to be such deep looks into the characters and kind of what they were going through and you had phenomenal acting around. It's like, how can you look at something like WandaVision and see Elizabeth Olsen's performance and say like, oh, that was something for a kid like no yeah, because, you know she got paid. because she, i mean at the end yeah <laughs> at the end i'll give it to you yeah like that was for the kids like we had to have some fun but like even so the story like, going up which yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's like um but even like as we're going through the story it's just kind of like no like this is the story of a woman and her grief and her family and that is like someone writing that and I'll say that WandaVision did it a little bit better than it's been done in the comics for her. But that's also not to say that we don't have those type of stories for other characters in the books. Yeah, I agree. And that, you know, you make a good point about
1: why couldn't a WandaVision compete with other things just because it's based off of a superhero or, Mm -hmm. you know, a comic book character. And um, I think that that's not fair. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah like not at all and it, and it and you know and it's crazy because even superhero genre like isn't the only one that gets it the horror genre actually gets a lot of that as well it's yeah. like when you think of things like um get out or oh what is the movie that i'm drawing a blank on right now and it was like so popular with a little with a girl she had the little girl her head uh got knocked off by the pole
2: oh Tony um,
0: oh ah fuck it's um Yes, well, you know what's what sanctuary, called. that's not right. Um
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's not right at all. I don't know my sanctuary is <laughs> <laughs> Hereditary. Hereditary, yes.
0: My fault. Um yeah, like um you know, you are something like Hereditary, which again is another story of, like, the mother and, like, kind of what they're going through and all that stuff. And it's like, you think about how she was passed up for all those awards, and it's like, why? Because there was, like, quote-unquote, like, magic or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, So, they they share that in common. Like, these stories are good. These stories have, some of them have really great writing. Do I think every comic book movie deserves to be, like, nominated for an Oscar? No. Um, but there's maybe like a contender in there.
1: hmm
0: Or a few.
1: There's there's a there's enough in there the where it can be acknowledged that it's a it's not just something you,
0: for kids. You can nominate somebody for a golden globe, okay? <laughs> they can get that at least. Like we can get that at least, I feel like. And, and 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 I mean and I mean like not in the way that they get it for sound effects and mm-hmm. visuals and costuming. It's like no, you can put Black Panther up for like best picture for Golden Globe.
1: Do you think superheroes at this point should have their own like genre then at this stuff? Do you think they've
0: just gotten too big? Mm, no. And I only say no because a, there's so many properties that are out that are based on comic books that like we don't realize, Ugh. and B, I feel like even so the domination of the comic book genre in movies and TV really comes from like one group.
1: Okay, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's fair. It's, not... it's just gonna be them winning all the time, and that's that's not
0: fair. <laughs> yeah. So it's 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 just kind of like what else it would become the
1: MCU show at that point so that's fair yeah
0: so, I mean I, like if the MCU wants to have like their own awards for whatever they're doing within their universe like I mean sure I guess go for it like that could be fun like if you have like <laughs> you know um... <laughs> you mm, got my number
2: a thing got my contact,
0: <laughs> <Fake> contact. <laughs> So, you know that that could be like fun you know who's like your best actress in the mcu or like these movies and stuff like that but um for everyone to be involved in that no, mm. no. <laughs> yeah all right
1: well that's all i really wanted to get to with this um was talking about uh, is this for kids and like our experiences with it definitely reach out to us and see what what you guys have to say about it um how you feel about superheroes and their genre should they be for kids should it not be for kids should it still be accessible for kids uh let us know what you think Uh, let's take a break and then we'll come right back
0: And we're back for another relaunch. Oh, my gosh. You know, I always say every time we come back to another relaunch, I'm always like, we haven't done a relaunch in so long. But so much be going on sometimes. <laughs> 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 uh, but we are here for everybody's favorite part of the show, the relaunch portion. And um, I'm actually kind of excited about it. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? You can go first. Can go first. Okay. So I'm going first. Okay. Okay. So... If anyone follows me, like, on social media, you know that I am obviously a huge X-Men fan. Even just by listening to the show, everybody knows I'm an X-Men fan. Like, you know that. Um, But there is one, like, specific franchise of the X-Books that I have been, like, waiting to return. And I don't think it's ever going to happen. Or it's just, like, the people who should do it. I don't think anybody wants to do it right now. But I would like to see X-Club relaunched. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And so now... So now when I talk about X Club on, like, Twitter and stuff, everybody's always like, oh, I don't want to see Dr. Nemesis and Madison <laughs> Jeffries and blah, 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 blah. And, like, that's fine. Neither do I. Um, <laughs> that's uh, what my hair is, <laughs> You know, it, it's like, I get it. Like, that's what it was. But I think, A, a lot of those people are kind of, like, being used in other places or, like, a lot of the science type of characters have purposes beyond what X-Club needs to be right now. I think that a big thing that this era has done for the X-Books is kind of like revitalized concepts. I think when we think of things like Excalibur and X-Force and uh, Marauders or whatever it's supposed to be, we kind of think of what they were. And one thing that this era has shown us is that what it was is not what it has to be now these books can be anything as long as you kind of make it fit into what it is and so my idea for x-force is it for to be more of a research and exploration team um i think there are a lot of things that are going on for koa with the habitats uh, villains like horde culture i even think like when you think about arako and the mutants like who's eventually going to kind of get into that part of the island and see what's going on over there. Even on Krakoa itself, I remember in those early issues of X-Force, Beast was kind of traversing the island and we saw like they had its own wildlife. Who's looking into that? Who's looking at those type of things? And that's what I would like to see X-Club used for is like this team that's like going out and getting to the bottom of all of that stuff, doing a little bit of adventuring. And so my team isn't necessarily made up of science people. I'll actually let you know who it is. I have not written down. Here. Ooh, the leader of this team is actually Iceman. Oh, I'm into and this already. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of figured you would be. Um, And I picked Iceman Lee, You and I have talked before about Iceman and how we just feel as though he needs to kind of step up a little bit. And he just yeah. needs that opportunity. I think X-Club is the opportunity for him to do that because they get to go on missions that are, you know, mm-hmm they're going to be a little bit dangerous and hazardous as an Omega level mutant. He'll probably be fine, especially in his ice form. And I think he's a character. Have you, have you ever seen The Office?
1: Mm-hmm. Of course I love those. OK,
0: <laughs> so, you know, so, you know, the character, Michael Scott, how he's kind of like the jokey guy, everybody like nobody really takes him serious. However, you know that he is really good at what he does. And, like, when it gets down to, like, kind of learning what you need to know about him, like, you can get that. And I feel like that's kind of the role that Iceman should start to take on a little bit. Like, yes, he's a jokey guy, but he has the experience. He's been around long enough. He knows how to do some of this you stuff. He the knows job. how to bring people together. <laughs> okay? Like, he knows how to bring people together, and that's what he needs to start doing. Um, and so joining him on this team... Would be I do have two science like a science person on there. I'm not gonna lie. It's CC C. Reyes. Okay. You need a doctor. And like you, you you just need a doctor on your team. Um, obviously I have Trenary on there because mm. she's great. You need her around. And then the rest of the cast is a little bit of a mix. Some you know you know you gotta hit the D list every now and again. Okay. So we're gonna bring in Micro Max. Micro Max. He is a character who can grow in size we just actually talked about that earlier how okay. i like that <laughs> he, can, um, he so he can like sh- change the shape he can shrink a little bit too and so i think that's always good for like when you got those characters again the adam and things like that are very vital to teams they can get into places that other people can't um there's the character cypher cypher excuse me um the girl cypher the one who can turn invisible oh, and intangible like yeah right um i would bring in toad for this team tone toad is actually like a really good mechanic and I think Toad is I just actually a really great character. <laughs> I love Toad. I can't believe you don't love Toad. He's you fantastic. Friends, he is, man, he is <laughs> like, he is one of the people, OK? Like, he deserves. So I would put him on there. He's got, like, your mechanic knowledge. Um, I would actually have be the Blood Moon on this team, the other Cypher's wife. Um, Just because, like I said, uh, one of my intentions for this team would be for them to kind of, like, explore Arako. And for that, I feel like you need mm-hmm one of those mutants on there um and the last member of the team of course is a shameless plug but it would be jesse bedlam and he's kind of like the muscle of the team because he knows karate he's a fighter but then he's also with his powers he's the one like when they need to get into certain places if they need to like get away from detection of some sort or need things to malfunction he's the guy who can do that and of course i'm going to put him in everything but this this really came about, I was watching Prometheus. Have I ever told you how I don't like Prometheus, but I actually watch it all the time? <laughs> no, I like that movie. <laughs> it is, like, such a frustrating movie for, like, reasons I will not get into right now. However, it, like, fits the tone of all the movies that I really like. Mm. Like but it's just like a thing but i was thinking about that team and i was like a lot of times when people get these things um where they're going to explore planets and stuff like that the team isn't just made up of like all science people like you have a weapons expert who has got to protect everybody you've got your engineers you've got all of this you got all of that stuff so i think that's what x club needs to kind of embrace and take forward into the new era and that's my relaunch
1: Okay, getting me some X love I like that. I would obviously be in. You got me off the Ice Man, so, um, and I do think a research team exploring more would be great. I love the exploration adventure type characters and those kind of books, so um, yes. I would be in. That sounds great. That's um, yeah. Okay, so my relaunch is one I kind of touched on before, and it involves Goliath, Tom Foster. Um, I think before yeah. I had launched, <laughs> I told you I was gonna like bring him back around and kind of have him work with um some of the villains but he would like you know end up turning and going back into being a hero um yeah. so the team i would have him with though is the lethal legion and the lethal mm-hmm. legion is a team of villains who are ran by Grim Reaper and Grim Reaper oh. is
0: <laughs> Wonder we Man's brother. Drink. my drink (laughs) as soon as i heard green reaper i was like it's coming (laughs) so
1: yeah (laughs) i would have him come back around i honestly feel like there aren't a lot of like high profile villains around right now i feel like they keep bringing in like these kind of major one-offs for everyone to kind of fight but there aren't like villains who are just out like yeah. out there for heroes to also kind of fight, you know, yeah. since, so that they can also get back to being heroes and getting into some action. So I would love to have the Lethal Legion come back around, have Grim Reaper uh, be the leader again. and But this time, I would change the team around. I would have Goliath, uh, but as Tom Foster. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I would have Living Laser, but I would give him a daughter and okay. Uh, make her a mutant, have her power, give her powers, just like, mutants. just like her dad, where she can kind of, you know, shoot these lasers off and turn into a laser. Um, and then the other member of the team was Whirlwind, um, the mutant who could like mm-hmm. spin really fast and turn mm-hmm. and like shoot things out. I would give him a daughter as well and uh, give her the new name of Whirlwind and make her like give her wind powers. And mm-hmm. her and living laser, she'd just go by laser, would be like girlfriends
0: and oh, let's go they, lesbians but they would be like you know villains <laughs> <laughs> we love we love evil women have you ever there was like a skit i think it was snl but um they were talking about they had two police officers whatever investigating the string of murders and the woman's talking about how horrible it is and they're like oh well, the murder is actually a woman and she's like oh wow Think about how strong she had to be to, like, lift these guys up and, like, slit their throats do <laughs> all this <laughs> So it's, like, it, it's fine. We get it. <laughs> I, <love> it. <laughs> I mean, <tea. laughs> Yeah, It's just, like, oh, wow. It's, like, you think, like, man, this is so horrible. And then they're, like, oh, no, it's a woman. It's just, like, oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I get um, it. So, yeah, I would have the two of
1: them kind of become the new versions of their dads uh, mm-hmm. but they were mutants and villains and girlfriends
0: i'm into it you all know, of them I, you are
1: know. by grim reaper and grim reaper i would still have his powers as like they're kind of based in magic and they're kind of necromancy he can bring mm-hmm. people back to the dead and then he's also has like his magic scythe
0: that he could like blast people with and stuff so okay yeah i mean i'm you know i'm always down for a good villain team i love a good like so i remember i was talking about that book Noctera earlier? Yeah. Um even though I was like, it's kind of depressing, the villain in it, you can tell he, like, enjoys what he's doing. Like, he's having such a good time. So it's like, when I just have, like, a good villain who's kind of just, like, bad, and, like, they're fine with it, I'm here for it. That's Krim Reaper, and
1: that's what I want for the Lethal Legion, so I would love to see them back around and relaunched.
0: That's exciting.
1: Okay. I'm into it. All right, y'all. So that brings us to the end of the show. Make sure you check us out um, anywhere online at another relaunch. We're on Twitter. You can send us emails um, at g- another relaunch at gmail.com. You can reach me at um, nconnylz. I'm mostly on like everything. I'm still trying to get that down for my PlayStation name, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. but I
0: haven't mm-hmm. been able to land yet. <gasps> Do you play Outriders? Uh, I don't.
1: Should I you should get something you I would get,
0: like? You should get it. I've been had. So I know I got it got like a lot of bad press. So like, uh, I saw a lot of people talking bad about it on social media. I don't really know what it was about. If it was just like glitching games in the beginning, because every game that's come out in the last two years has had Ooh. horrible glitches in the beginning. Um, but I've been playing and I enjoy it. And they have cross play. Oh, Okay, yeah. maybe I'll get don't do it get the, don't, get the, don't get the pyromancer power, though. So, like, there's different classes. There's, like, a, a trickster who's, like, the stealth assassin. Obviously, that's the one I picked. Um, mm-hmm. And they have some space control powers. There's a pyromancer, a technomancer, and something else, like a guardian. I think they are like strength. But I played with a pyromancer. Awful ability. Awful ability. Oh, no. Okay, well, then I might have to get that there, because
1: that sounds like I would like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely up your alley.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay, I'm gonna check it out. Where can they find you, Keenan? You can find me on most social media at Keenan Lance. You know, there is an underscore at the end. Yes. Or contact me so we can play outriders if you
1: play. (laughs) All right, y'all. Let's get up out of here because I'm getting hungry.
0: (laughs) All right. I'm trying to decide if I want Popeyes or Chipotle. Oh. Cool papa. find out next time <laughs> 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 <laughs>